Yo. Head up, think fast. You're about to feel the blast. It's the dopest podcast on the net. Oh, yeah. All us geeks, fresh your bet. We round the world, we round the net. So get ready and get set. Cause we make it look easy, no sweat. Jeff and Jordan, the host. Yeah, they be the best. From the north to the south, to the east to the west. They cover movies, comics, TV shows, books. These guys gonna get you hooked. Don't stop now, just take a look. And don't forget to sign our Facebook. Cause what they doing is board games, video games, yeah, they on it. They fly like a comet. Interviews is up. This podcast is pure. Give voice to your inner geek, that's for sure. Geek out any topic. No one ain't gonna ever, ever stop it. So if you wanna go and get it on, then head to allisgeeks.com. Welcome to another episode of All Us Geeks. I'm Jeff King. And I'm Jordan Steinhoff. And we're here to give voice to your inner geek. Your inner geek is angry tonight. (laughs) Angry. (laughs) (sighs) All right. So we are back after our extensive therapy session before recording. (laughs) Uh, Once again, yeah, the uh, Patreon. I love you, man. I I love you. I love you too, man. Once again, the Patreon is, I needed that. <laughs> Somebody loves me. <laughs> the Patreon is still paused for now. Pro- I don't know. By the time this comes out, it might be unpaused with the rotation of the uh, old and the new or whatever. Uh, I was wrong about something that the last time we recorded new. <laughs> Apparently you can donate during a paused uh, Patreon. Stephanie. Nope. Uh, John joined us back now that we're, we're going again. He, uh, oh, oh, that's right. You mentioned that. Yeah. He, he donated, uh, even though we're paused. So I think last time, last episode, I said, you know, people could donate once we unpause or whatever. But apparently you can now. So if you want to be out there and hanging out, apparently you can do it right now. So, uh, again, since we're still paused right now, we'll just do the, uh, upfront. Uh, Nicole, Nate, Stephanie, Timothy, David, and John. Thank you guys for sponsoring us for shout outs on Patreon. Uh, that will either already be up or up shortly. <laughs> we'll see when this comes out. And, uh, I don't really have anything for general unless you do. Nope. I'm good. No, no nothing this Nothing week. depressing this week. No? All right. Good to know. Good to know. Red Dragon and Nate. <laughs> So, game review. Sponsored by everybody that I gave shoutouts to. <laughs> Tonight, we're going to be looking at Sword Crafters from Adam's Apple Games. And Sword Crafters, I think it goes to, was it four or five players? I, I thought it was four. No, five. One to five players. So, apparently, there's a solo variant. Uh, I have the expanded edition that I got from the Kickstarter. Uh, but we played the basic we didn't play with the expanded stuff. So basically Sword Crafters is a uh, kind of a collection game. You are physically building your sword. So actually, let's just do the because this is a very quick little uh, thing here is the realm is safe for now, but the sword of protection was broken in battle. The king has called on you to help craft a new sword of protection. Craft the sword that will defend the realm. So as far as like components and stuff, it's pretty much tiles. So cardboard, thick cardboard tiles. And you are actually physically building your sword as you go along. 
and uh, there's going to be tiles laid out on the table, and everybody's going to take turns splitting up the tiles. And there's a very specific way you have to do that. I mean, basically, whatever section you decide to split, you have to split it so that it is in two two sections when you're done. Uh, so you can't like take the corner piece and say, I'm splitting off just this corner piece or something. It's got to be a, a straight vertical or horizontal line that you're taking a split from, from whatever section you are. So, you know, the first per- person is going to have, you know, the, the full tile Double. layout yep. and then they'll split however they want to. They could take like one whole row off. They could, you know, split it in half, whatever. So then the next person is going to have the two halves or whatever, to figure out which they want to split, you know, and so it goes around the table until everybody's had a chance to split it. And then the first player is going to take a grouping. So this is kind of, you know, there's other games that do this where you, where other, it's usually like other players split it up and then the first player has the first choice or whatever, but everybody, including the first player gets to do the split. Uh, and then the first player is going to have their option on which uh, grouping they take. And each of the tiles have like different gems on them. And then there's the one tile that's always in the middle that you build off of, which is the first player token. So uh, after the first group, if, if, uh, or after the first round where you've ter- determined a first player, if somebody takes the grouping, that has the first player token in it, then they'll become the first player the next round. Otherwise, if nobody takes it, it just passes to the left. So once you collect the section of tiles that you're going to do, uh, every player has basically a hilt that you you uh, build, and you start putting the tiles on your sword, and you're trying to kind of make sets. So your longest on each side gives you points, um, your longest run of a single lo- color. longest run of a single cup. Yeah. So like if you've got like three yellow in a row on one side, I think that's six points. It's, it's times two, if I yeah. remember right. I think so. Um, but if you have like a yellow, a yellow, a blue, and then a yellow, it's only four points. It's only the two. Cause you only had the run, you know, they've got to be got consecutive. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's also some, uh, uh, tiles that'll be out or cards that'll be out, whatever to, uh, that you can get bonus points for. So the first person to be able to collect them or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so uh, the other thing too, you're looking at, so there's a, there's a bunch of different ways that you score at the end of the game. Uh, it's longest sword, which basically everybody just kind of stands their sword up on the table and whoever's the highest uh, gets points for that. So you do have to nestle all your tiles down properly. Yes. Can't stretch yeah, out your sword. Exactly. Yeah. And there are some, some rules about putting tiles in, like you can't skip a section and, mm-hmm. and you know, you've got to basically kind of put tiles out evenly. Like the, the grouping that you take, you can put them in any order you want, but you can't like say, Oh, I'm not going to put something on this side for now. I'm just going to build up on the opposite side. It doesn't work there. You can't fill back in a, a hole later or something like that. You gotta, you gotta do it evenly. So, uh, longest sword, uh, sword quality, which is what we were talking about for every side, the run of, uh, consecutive colors. And then the sword magic is the cards that we were talking about where it might be something like whoever has the most green on all of their sword. And then usually it's like a, a at least a first and second, but sometimes a first, second, and third place mm-hmm. uh, for the different cards. So it could be whoever has the most, you know, blank 
tiles in their sort, whoever has the most green and purple, whoever has just purple, you know, that kind of stuff. Uh, and again, this is the basic edition. This is not with the extra stuff, but really you go, um, you basically go until there aren't any more tiles, right? I believe that's how it ended. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you go till there, uh, basically you can't put out enough tiles to make to the refill the board. Yeah. The refill the board. Uh, and then you're going to do that end game scoring. So, uh, again, every round you'll, you'll refill the middle with the tiles. You'll do all the splits. You'll put your tiles on your sword. And then, uh, hopefully at the end, you've got a badass sword that you can protect the realm with. <laughs> so that's kind of the quick and dirty gist of sword crafters. So we'll start with components. Uh, what did you think of the components? You know, it's pretty solid. It's, as you said, everything's cardboard for the most part. Um, there's no dice. There's no plastic or anything like that. Well, in the expansion, you said no, the, no, the um, the hilt. Oh, was that plastic? I thought it was cardboard. Was it? Oh, the, I mean the the bottom piece that you put the main hilt in. There, I mean, oh, okay. The, the little piece at the bottom that yeah, you hold that, the, the, the the hilt holder. Yeah, there's a little. That's that was plastic to stick into them. Okay, and then everything else was cardboard. Yeah. So there's so, one piece of plastic <laughs> yeah. that's not really relevant. That helps, and what, which is interesting because. Like I, I actually got to play this at Protospiels before it got kickstarted. That was one of the things he was trying to figure out was the best way to make it so that this was durable enough to kind of be able to have the replayability and stuff. Well, that's what I was going to go to because yep. we, we played it and everything slides in pretty well. All the notches are notched well, tight enough that everything stays together. But I do wonder how like repeated and abusive plays of this game <laughs> will hold up for, for peeling or scratching. Mm -hmm. But for the most part, uh, I like the components. The cardboard was punched out. Well, all the, <laughs> all the, all the tabs and slots, A's and B's were, uh, were in good shape. There was nothing bent. There was nothing torn. There was nothing peeling. And by the end of the game, there was still nothing bent, torn or peeling. <laughs> it is very bright and vibrant. Art isn't really a big thing here, but, each individual gem uh, was recognizable. You know, there, there's not a lot of like flashing combat scenes or anything like that because it's all just gems on sword pieces. So each individual piece is very small, but each individual piece is very bright, uh, very vibrant, and very easy to see. It's not like that blue gem is is that too blue to be purple you know it's mm -hmm. the blue is very separate from the purple from the yellow from the red so everything is very easy to understand uh when you're looking at it and the cardboard i think is pretty good i think it would hold up but i definitely want to play it like 10 more times just to see what starts to fall apart so yeah the the pommels is what it is that's the plastic piece mm -hmm. there's the larger cardboard that's the hilts and then the one thing I didn't mention that begins like when you're actually setting up your sword, you do randomly get two guards, yes, which start you off with two random gems that that also counts towards your end goal if you're doing like a run and stuff like that. But yeah, so it pretty much is card. I mean, almost everything is cardboard. Uh, you got your your first player token since this is the extended version we got. That's actually like a meeple, but there's also the card the the cardboard token mm -hmm. of it in there as well. You know the scoreboard and the little score things. Those are all cardboard. All of it is really nice. I, I'm I'm with you. Like I said, I I played at a protospiel when it was still being prototyped and stuff. That seemed to be holding up pretty well. These are pretty solid components. Um, like you said, get, as long as you get it out and punched right, uh, well, they all fit together pretty decent and stuff. And you, so far, 
We're not really seeing like any mushrooming or stuff. But over time, how is that going to hold up? That's we'll have to see. Maybe we'll have to revisit that some other time if we play this a few more times. But so far, it it went together pretty well. Uh, they do suggest kind of leaving the the pommel and the hilts together and, and not taking those apart. But this is going to lead to that my own hand sign you were doing for that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> leads to one of my only complaints about this game. Uh, so components also to be include. Now, normally I wouldn't care, but they have an insert where they specifically label, put this here, put this here, put this here. Normally I don't care about it. Usually I, the first thing I do is get rid of the insert. I was like, okay, cool. They got the problem is none of it fits. It doesn't fit. And that irritated me. Uh, I don't know what happened after, you know, it, it was a good idea, good intention uh, to have everything fit in there. And then it really wasn't going to fit with the suggestion from the rule book to leave the everything together. But even even without that suggestion, punching it and trying to put it away where it tells me to put it away, none of it fits. It's the the wells are way too small for the sword tiles. So end of the day, I mean, I'll, I'll pull it out at some point and I'll probably just baggy everything, but that is a mark against it for me. The fact that, I mean, it's like, Oh, cool. Crap. I can't use it though. <laughs> right? So good intention, but uh, that's where, that's the one thing that I, in the component section that I was not thrilled with. Other than that, great components, durable components. Hopefully they'll last up. Uh, over a lot of gameplay uh, so far, we don't see a reason why it won't, unless you're extremely rough with them or uh, you're. You in, can't use them as yeah, real swords. Yeah, that's what I was just going to say. Or if you're in one of those groups that can't, you know, stop themselves from having sword play because they just built a sword. This was a great game for our third play and final. <laughs> so, in that aspect, yes, you might want to, you know, be careful if you're going to. Play it with kids. It's an easy game for kids to learn, but impulse control. <laughs> All right. Uh, mechanics. Yeah, don't blame that on just the kids, dude. <laughs> I, I saw you waving your sword around. Uh, that was private. Uh, nothing's private on <laughs> no. recording night. That was private. That was between me and Megan. <laughs> Check your webcam. <laughs> I keep – no, uh, that's a whole different conversation. Um, <laughs> do, you, do you get those stupid new – new spam emails. So somebody keeps sending one to the podcast uh, and it cracks me up every time I get it. And I, I've gotten this saying uh, 20, 30 times easily. And uh, so Megan and I were talking about the other night because I was like, sorry, Megan, if this comes out, you know, sorry. So they, they spoof the email address back to podcast at mm -hmm. all those keys. Uh, and they say, they basically like, I've hacked your account and you can tell because this is, coming from your email address. Not only have I hacked your account, I've hacked your device and I can turn your camera on without you knowing. And I've recorded you, you know, at your, some devious website and you've got interesting tastes and blah, blah, blah. And they're like, so, and I've also recorded the video that you were watching and what you were doing from your webcam. And I'm going to put them together unless you now. And, and so here's the thing. Anybody that's going to fall for this even remotely is going to not be technologically capable, right? For first of all. So, unless you send Bitcoin to, 
<laughs> and if you've never done Bitcoin, here's what you do. But you can't track my Bitcoin address just like you can't track. You can, it doesn't doesn't work to report me. But if I don't hear from you in seven days, so for the last 60 some days, I've been getting this like every other day. So the other day I was like, I'm sorry, Megan, if this comes out because, you know, it's, this is what happened. I, I can have no control over it at this point, but I'm not going to I don't I don't do Bitcoin, so I'm not going to pay it. And, and then we're just like, so I'm sorry, you're going to at some point you're going to see a video of me playing arc <laughs> it's like, but so yeah i just i just got done deleting another set set of that anyway so that made me think of that it's like <laughs> i've got control of your device it's like so how are my dinos looking <laughs> if you've got control can, can you can you, you feed check them it on while I, yeah can you feed them while i'm gone for this weekend or? i mean that i might pay you for but. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's, that's worth a little bitcoin action right there anyway mechanics <laughs> what do we think it wouldn't be alice geeks without a good tangent uh mechanics this is where my knock on the game is okay i think it's a little bit more critical than the insert but <laughs> We'll leave our complaints to ourselves. All right. So it's kind of a draft game. Mm -hmm. And I like it because there's, you're either drafting for yourself or you're hate drafting. (laughs) And anytime I can hate draft, I'm happy. But here's the thing. First player cuts first and first player chooses first. Mm -hmm. And I think that makes first player a little OP. So each player is going to cut. And then everybody's done. Each player in order, I should say, Mm -hmm. is going to take whatever segment or section of tile is remaining, whether that's two tiles, whether that's six tiles, whatever. And Sarah and Megan took first place for the entire game, took first player. First player was divided between them the entire game. And in retrospect, unsurprisingly, they came in first and second. We never got first player. We did not do well. I think if this was a snake, cut first, draft last, that would balance it a little bit better. But cut first, draft first, I think makes first player a little OP. Now, that doesn't mean that it's an auto win. If colors that first player is working on don't come out, then, you know, that's not helping themselves. Uh, if other players are paying attention and work go to the hate draft side and work deliberately to mess with the first player or the apparent leader, then there's mitigation. But I think the the mechanic of, of that drafting and being able to potentially keep first player uh, away from, uh, not drafting, but cutting and, and keeping first player away from other people is a little, uh, a little broken. I think it should either be a snake or a rotating first player or something. Uh, that aside, it's a mechanically sound game. You slap out some tokens. Everybody takes a chance at cutting them. Everybody takes their whatever they're doing, uh, big, little, whatever pile of tokens they are, whatever section of the tokens they, they, they want, stick it on their sword, rinse and repeat. It's not explicit that it's hidden knowledge, uh, but it's also not required for you to keep your sword up. So you you generally only see half of what somebody might be working on. Right. Yeah. You you gotta keep it above table, but you don't have to show anybody a side of your sword if, if right. they ask. Yeah. So you you do have to pay attention. So so you can make, you know, an educated guess. And I like that. You do have to pay attention to what other people are doing. 
And the, the cutting aspect of it, I mean, I've seen different type of draft games and I've seen different type of deprivation games. It's not deprivation, but you're, you, it's kind of because you're trying to maximize your cut and minimize everybody else's. And it works well. And the scoring at the end is very simple. It's like count. And did you meet any secret, any of the special goals? And biggest number wins. So mechanically, it's very sound. I just think that the first player cut, first player choose is broken. Yeah, I uh, I don't know if I agree with you. I, uh, As I said, I don't think it's insurmountable, but I don't think it's right. Yeah, see, the the thing thing I'm thinking about, and I, I think I'd want to get some. First of all, I think our scores were all pretty close together, if I remember right. Oh, I was like off by 20. I was I was way off. Okay. Well, okay, so special case aside. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think there's it leads to a runaway, but No, but what what I what I wanted to kind of get is so the the first person does whatever cut they're going to do and if you're in a position where you think one person is hogging first player, you like you said, you hate cut, uh, so that the first player token is not worth taking. Uh, or if they take it, then they're getting like one or two tiles tops. Mm-hmm. Uh, if they really want to hold on to first player that bad, they're not getting much. And if they end up not taking that tile, then it does pass. So I, I don't, I don't find it to be the issue that, that you do right now. Cause it's to me. Oh, not just right now. Well, <laughs> I'm I, never playing this game again. <laughs> I, I, I don't see that being an issue because of the way that you can cut the tiles and, and yeah, I, and I understand that, that, but it seems like that becomes like a true hate drafting game. It's like seven wonders. It's, uh, and I don't think that is the, the intention. I like seven wonders people, but it's a hate <laughs> draft game. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. I, I think, uh, maybe that's something to keep an eye on. For more plays and stuff, but I, I don't have that issue with it because I think it, it is resolvable in, in the play as it, as it sits right now. Uh, so overall mechanics for me, um, again, yeah, they, they work really well. It's, it's a very simple game at its core. I mean, what, you know, you, you split, like you said, you split, you, you select, you build, um, and then you score at the end when it's all said and done. Uh, so, Super, super easy to kind of get behind and stuff and, and to get going fast. And you, it's not something that, uh, is going to, you know, confuse you or anything like that. The mechanics work well, uh, with what is going on in the game. I keep trying to like, there's certain things I want to say, but it's like, that's another section. So I keep kind of pulling myself back. So overall, I think the mechanics are well, and I'm not sure. That I agree with the the issue that you found right now, but I'll, I'll definitely try to keep an eye on it more and see what I think. Um, all right, so rules, uh, rules for sword crafters is uh, pretty straightforward. And when we're talking four pages, uh, including cover, cover and back, um, and then if you get into the extend, extended or expanded uh, edition with the extra stuff, watch out, you get another four pages. Um, and again. We're talking four pages front to back, including cover with some nice art and visuals to show. I mean, you're you starting to rival Bloomhaven there. So. Uh, it's, uh, it's, it's pretty in depth. Um, I, it's going to confuse you. No. <laughs> uh, again, uh, you know, you hear it's pretty straightforward what you have to do. So the rules are pretty straightforward as well. The basic rule book front to back 
four pages. Kind of small print, but still, I mean, it's got a lot of visuals and stuff in it. Um, the back page is pretty much your end game scoring and then goes into variants. So, so really only two uh, and, pages. And again, <laughs> visuals with the scoring and all that stuff too. So yeah, I mean, if you take all this stuff out, I mean, you could probably get it down to two, three pages easy just in, in the, the text. But again, unless, you know, uh, our old man eyes, you know, <laughs> the, the text is kind of small. It could have been. Back in my day, I could have read the inside of the Monopoly box with no problem. Could have been a, could have been a, a, a big, well, not a bigger, but they, they made it for the size of the box. Uh, but a few more pages if they wanted to increase the font, but it's not necessary. And again, it's pretty straightforward. So I thought the rules, I mean, again, we, uh, once you know, once you, once you've started playing, there was no, uh, what about, uh, can you look, uh, can you look up, uh, you know, there was, there's was none of that, which you get with some of the other games that, that we play across the board. So I thought the rules were pretty good. What'd you think? Uh, the rules are very good. And it led me to ask what apparently is the dumbest question of the year so far. <laughs> Cause all three of you looked like I was stupid. Well, I mean, cause all I asked was, let's... does the first player token stay in the same place the whole time? <laughs> and that's when you pointed out that it, yes, that is at every, I think everybody pointed at it. <laughs> yes. It shows right there what the layout is supposed to be. Oh, well, Screw you all. <laughs> yeah, well, you can't, you can't fix stupid. Jordan. You can't. No. <laughs> yeah. So that, I mean, and, and so that's another thing, right? It's like, um, that, that tile does always go back to the middle. That's the only tile that goes back to the middle. Uh, anything not selected gets thrown out except for the first player token. But yeah, the, the nice thing about that first not token, but first player tile is that it does have the layout on there for how many players you are are playing with, so you know you know where it is in comparison to the other tiles that go around it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there are no stupid questions; they're just stupid people <laughs> asking questions they should be paying attention to. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, as you can probably guess, teachability for sword crafters is pretty damn good. <laughs> you know, with two and a half pages of rules, and you just kind of said. This is the rules, and this is what we do, and that was it. <laughs> yeah, as yeah, here's, here's the tiles. We're going to be splitting them. Here's how you score at the end of the game. So keep that in mind while you're splitting and, and taking tiles. Yeah, it uh, it goes pretty quick. I mean, there. This is probably probably one of the easier games we've taught in a while. Yes, um, especially to uh, Megan and Sarah. I mean, we've. I mean, this is sushi dice level of simplicity. Yeah, we, it it's it's uh, it's not it's, a bad thing. It's, no, it's not a bad thing at all. If see see other episode where we talked about sushi dice, uh, and every episode that we talk about how we play sushi dice all the time. <laughs> so yeah, this I mean this is an, a a a good one for teaching and uh, even like casual players. Again, the visuals of it are awesome. Uh, this is one, as soon as I saw, even at Protospiel, you know, I always kind of think back to the having people bring visual games to conventions and stuff. Mm-hmm. So this is one, you know, you see a bunch of people with, you know, sky high swords sitting at a table. You're going to go over and see what the hell's going on. Yep. <laughs> and, uh, and the nice thing about it is if you're doing that, say at a game, uh, you know, a, a game night or something, a public game night or something. You can draw in a crowd and you can teach them pretty damn quick. For something that's not a minis <laughs> game, this has incredible eye appeal. Yeah. <laughs> and and you can teach them yes. really, really quick. 
All right, so replayability slash how many times in a row would you play Sword Crafters? Uh, despite my previous grump, <laughs> I think the replayability is pretty high because it's not that taxing a game. It's at its core, it's a simple drafting game and it goes quickly. I don't think going up to five players would extend the time that much. Uh, once everybody understands what the first player token does, <laughs> um, it's, uh, it goes fast. There's enough variety in tokens and, uh, special scoring mm-hmm. that you're not going to see the same game, you know, every game. And it's, it's as much social as it is because as you're going, you're, you're comparing swords as you go and you're just, you're just waving it around a little bit and and it's i think it's very cool to to get to build the sword and that mm-hmm. just that adds just a level of fun to it it's a very simple thing but it's i think it's really cool so replayability i think is there but it's not a whole night game for me i'd like two you know maybe three if one of those first two went really fast but that's because i have uh a low tolerance. No, not a low tolerance for drafts. It's just I like draft. But I just don't want to make a whole evening of it. Here's what I say we do. Right? Do a whole evening of it. <laughs> we play role player, build our character. Oh fuck off. Then we play sword crafters, <laughs> build our sword, and then we go in the campaign for Gloomhaven. <laughs> <laughs> and that's our night. <laughs> Uh, all right. So for me, replay, I, I agree. It's, it's a very replayable game, I think. Um, and again, just like I said, the uniqueness of the visual of being able to build your own sword is very cool. And, and, and while that in itself doesn't scream replay, replayable, it helps with the replayability mm-hmm. because it is such a, a cool concept. Like you said, there's, there's different things for, for scoring that you're not necessarily going to see. I mean, your, your base game is the same no matter what. Mm-hmm. I mean, but again, uh, what you're maybe trying to collect. So then, you know, what you're drafting and hate drafting <laughs> against other people might change a bit. Uh, I'm not sure. Like, so with the expanded stuff, there's obviously more we could add to the game, uh, for extra replayability. As far as how many times in a row, I agree with you. I mean, like two or three. Um, I could easily see two or three, and I can easily see this isn't a, this isn't a game I would again. You know, sometimes we talk about this. This isn't a game I'd be like. I don't know if I want to play that. You know, if somebody suggested it, you know, for that that every every game night or something like mm-hmm. that, I, I could get down with playing this at least once every game night, and then you know, have a time to move because it's it's great at any point. Joe's going to be 20 minutes late. Mm-hmm. Let's bust this out. We want a little palate cleanser between whatever and whatever. Let's bust this out. We finished, we finished Gloomhaven <laughs> and, but we have a headache. So we don't want the ringing bell of, of sushi, sushi dice. <laughs> Let's build some swords. It, it, it fills that, you know, any time of the night kind of, kind of game. All right. Uh, I think people could probably guess for this one, but theme. How do we feel about the theme of Sword Crafters? You know, we often ask, can this be rethemed and be anything? And not really. You know, unless you go like to Tower Builder. I was just <laughs> going to say Skyscraper. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's called Sword Crafters. You are building a sword. Mm-hmm. It looks like a sword. And when you're done, you have a sword. <laughs> it is heavily thematic for what it is. 
It doesn't need to be anything else. There's only one paragraph of fluff. Um, the, it, it gives you a little, a little fluffy gist of what the game is about. And, and there you go. You build your sword. Yeah. Uh, for what it needs to be, I think it, it's pretty good. Yeah. I was going to say, I mean, it's, it, and I, you kind of mentioned it early on, but it, it didn't, you know, it didn't go for flashy art. It didn't go for like high fantasy, you mm-hmm. know, or whatever, or like, massive designs down the side of the sword. It's just like, here's the different colored gems. Those gems are what make your sword of protection great. You know, that kind of thing. And it didn't need to go that route. It again, having the unique visual of actually building your sword is, is the draw and the appeal and makes the theme work no matter what, (laughs) you know? Uh, So that is awesome. I, I think the, the theme on sword crafters is great. Uh, I think it all works well the the way it was designed and and put together. It was clearly uh, a game designed with theme in mind. It wasn't like I've got all these mechanics. I don't know what to do with it. Maybe it was. Who knows? But it doesn't <laughs> feel that way, right? It definitely works. The theme is awesome for sword crafters. I think is it was a good good fit. All right. So our fun factor slash overall for sword crafters. I think it's pretty pretty good because it's despite my little grump earlier it's an enjoyable game i'm not alpha enough that i'm gonna go into this game going well now i have to make sure you know i somebody doesn't get first (laughs) i i i don't really care that much if i lose even if i get off the off 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 the course by you know many many strokes i don't care it's a fun game it's a quick game it is a great intro game you know it's a great game to draw people in uh, even if it's just playing at the mall food court, if those exist anymore, you know, <laughs> and somebody's walking by, hey, go over there. Maybe I don't know if it's retail yet or if it's just Kickstarter, but you know, it's it's a game it's that retail. draws people in, and it's fun, and it, it it's it's a great intro game. It's a great. Well, I keep saying visual because it uh, it's just I haven't seen this type of cardboard but you know we've played the dex games and we've the jenga and that kind of thing where you're doing something very big and very visual but this is just different enough from those type of things that it really stands out for me so overall yeah i think this is a really fun game yeah i i don't i mean so there are a lot of games that have visual appeal for various reasons in my mind i don't think i've seen anything with this type of potential visual appeal from a, a more unique perspective, mm-hmm. I guess, since like Sunrise City. Do you remember Sunrise City mm-hmm. where you were kind of build, you're building yep. your, your city up? Um, I think that's got it. That has a very cool, I think, visual feel. Personally, I think that has a, a cool visual appeal, but you, even that though, you got to kind of be closer to the game. But I yeah. think passing by it a didn't table, get as big, right? As... But passing by a table, you kind of see this, you know, thing getting built up. I think that's pretty cool. Uh, Sword Crafters, I think, takes that to another level, even though it's a very simple game, but it doesn't need to be more than it is. And again, since you're physically building your sword, you've got this, you know, and you've got, you know, anywhere from one to five players sitting around a table with a sword. (laughs) Everybody's got a sword of some type. It's just that what's going on over there Mm -hmm. kind of thing, you know, is Mm -hmm. that that appeal. So, and uh, playing it, you kind of feel that that way too. It's kind of cool to actually like build up your sword and, uh, and see whatever other people are doing. And again, even on just, like you said, you know, you, you try to get the best thing for you that you can, but at the same time, you're like, 
I don't want you to have that. I got to do a split somewhere along the line. So I think all of that stuff is good. And again, because it is kind of a quick and it is kind of an easy game, uh, I think the fun factor in it is, is pretty high. Uh, like you said, it fits pretty much anywhere in a game night. I mean, you, you can slide it in, in in any position and it'll work out. So overall, I, I highly recommend the game. Get rid of the insert. <laughs> uh, decide if Jordan's <laughs> complaint is... Uh, Valid or not on your own. <laughs> uh, but again, t- uh, to me, I, I, with the game. If any of you guys would just let me get one cut. No. <laughs> uh, two very minor things for an overall awesome game. That's going to suck. Yeah, you it. need to get away from the mic. A little. Don't, no yelling in the mic. <laughs> okay, so there you go. That is our review for Sword Crafters from Adam's Apple Games. Go Find check it, it out. What we're watching. What are we watching? I wrote some stuff down. I have a few things too, but my list is short. I went, I did go with five. (laughs) I only got to two because that's really all we've done in the last two weeks is power through. We finished (laughs) season two and three of the magicians. Nice. So we're all caught up and, um, I'm really surprised this is a sci-fi show. Because it's good. <laughs> and if any show gets too good, they generally crap on it. So I'm surprised it's been renewed for a fifth season. There's only four or five apps left for season four. So hopefully that'll get Netflix pretty quick. I don't know what sci-fi's deal usually is with them. If they got to wait for the next it, season. It or, takes. I think it does take till close to the next no. season, if I remember right. Well, maybe it'll come out on DVD in the library and get it. Well, if it comes out on DVD before Netflix, I know the library will get it. <laughs> and I've also been trying to watch a little bit of the second season of Counterpart, but um, this has been a strange two weeks where Sarah and I have been at home a lot, so that's why we've been doing Magicians. Yeah, that's really all I've been watching. Fair enough. I, or we, <laughs> are uh, up to date with Magician Season 4 as of, I think last night we watched the most recent episode, if I remember right. So yeah, we're enjoying it very much. There are other reasons that I'm surprised it's a sci-fi channel show, but uh, since you're ready, you're not in season four yet, we'll wait. Eh, you know, whatever. There, there, there is, it's nothing to do with plot or anything like that, but there's an episode where they go heavy on, on the F-bomb. Mm. And I'm like, really? I yeah, mean, I know that, you're later at night, but... That ramped up this season. It was a noticeable change <laughs> yeah. for, from two, from one and two to three. I was like, you know, not not that I care, but it's just it's interesting to me that it's a sci-fi channel. I mean, I know it's on a little later at night and stuff, but that is, you know, it's, it's it used to be like or you know like AMC or whatever. It's mm-hmm. like you get you get one, yeah, <laughs> or you know, so use it wisely. Well, I mean, it's the same thing. Like we were talking last time about Titans and Doom yeah. Patrol. You know, it's like I, I don't have a particular moral objection, but even I get to a point where it's like. It's just gratuitous yeah. now. See, it, it, it didn't bother me at all. I, in fact, it was kind of funny, but it was just the fact that I just kept thinking, it's like, cause, you know, with, with Titans and stuff, they're behind a very, yeah, it's big, a total, total different. Where, yeah. yeah, where this is like, okay, yeah, it's cable, but it's still kind of like the public cable where they mm-hmm. still kind of pretty closely follow regular TV rules, you know? So yeah, it was just interesting. But anyway, that, um, uh, so I watched that. Um, as you heard upstairs, the you know this is the geek fight. This is this is where <laughs> this is where geeks 
you know, don't get along very well sometimes, but Megan tried to get me to finish Punisher season two. And I said, no way. She won't watch Umbrella Academy. And I finished Umbrella Academy. So there's a clash there. I keep telling her she's wrong. So I did finish Umbrella Academy. I did enjoy it. And uh, it it was picked up for a second season, if I remember. Yeah, it's been picked up for a second season. So that'll be interesting. The uh, ending was. Well, they don't have Disney anymore. So (laughs) might as well. So I didn't, I did enjoy it. I, I enjoyed, what was it, a few weeks ago we were all talking about, I enjoyed all the, I, I actually enjoyed all the things that Megan hated about it. <laughs> so, uh, I, I think Umbrella Academy was, was pretty well done. Some people don't like the ending or whatever, confused by the ending, but I thought it was fine. It's what it is. You know, anytime, any show that starts playing around with time travel, <laughs> something's going to, not sit right with you. <laughs> yeah. We watched uh, Hotel Artemis yes. recently. I forgot to add that. Did you? Yeah. Right. Did you guys enjoy it or did you enjoy Sarah it? Sarah didn't watch it, but I did. I yeah. I rather liked it. I was on the fence about it. It was decent. but It was. There were um, parts of it that I was a little, it kind of fell in and out with me sometimes. It wasn't what I thought it was going in. Right. Yeah. I thought it was going to be more action-y. Yeah. Um, but there was enough there that I liked. The woman's little hallway fight, mm-hmm. Charlie Day, even though I can't stand Always Sunny in Philadelphia. <laughs> really? When he's show. anywhere else, I mean, he's a funny dude, and his <laughs> yeah. character was great. The brother plot was, uh, <laughs> well, you saw that coming as soon as he said he was his brother. Um, so it was enjoyable enough. It, and I think because it wasn't what I thought it was. It it didn't have expectations to live up to. If it was going to be a straight up action movie and that's what they put out instead, mm-hmm. then no. But it was, uh, it was, and in the previews, I didn't, when it was out, did they say that Jeff Goldblum was in it? Cause I don't remember that. So when no, he rolled so. up, I was yeah. like, Oh, I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> yeah. Always expect the bloom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was, I mean, overall it was decent, but yeah. It, it, there were pieces of it that kind of kept pulling me in and out at times, but it was, and we finally watched Ant-Man and the Wasp. Sorry. <sighs> we actually enjoyed it. I liked it. Yeah, it was, yeah. I thought it was pretty decent. I, uh, and I, I liked, uh, the more lighthearted. I mean, I don't mind that it was a comedy. It's just, it was the same comedy. <laughs> it was, well, duh, it's the same character. It just, <laughs> Other than the post credit stuff and laying the MacGuffin for time travel, mm-hmm. the time jump, and how did he get out to be in the next trailer for Endgame, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> they just didn't evolve anything. I okay. didn't think so. And then last, I watched, a, I power watched a show on Netflix called Sex Education. That's on my that list. I is want to it, check that out. Yeah. So, uh, for those that don't know, it's basically this, this kid, his, his mother is a sex therapist. So, and she, she works out of the house. So he's around it all the time, but, and she's a single mom, you know, that comes into play, I think later or whatever. But so he's around that environment, but he, him himself, he has hangups. Like he can't, he can't touch himself. <laughs> like, so he thinks that he, it like skeeves him out like hardcore to even think about masturbating or anything. So, but, and, and he's, you know, and he's like, his best friend is one of the only gay kids in school. And, and then he starts kind of, you know, and then it's the, the triangle lover where he likes this girl and she likes somebody else, you know, that kind of thing. 
And but he ends up kind of getting a rapport relationship with her to the point where she starts basically pimping him out as a sex therapist <laughs> for the kids in school. So that is from the stuff he's picked up from his mom, but he's got his own issues and stuff. So I, I power watched it that it was a pretty decent show, I think overall. So, and again, that was one of those Netflix shows that is pretty decent. And I'm pretty sure it's, yeah, it's like overseas. So, all right. So that was the end of my watching. What we're reading slash listening to. I have four things. Go for it. All right. Well, let's see. So I had the sex education. So I've now I'm on to sex. So then I busted out Penthouse Letters. So then I'm on to sex. (laughs) Yes. So I caught up and I'm, I'm caught up with sex because I, uh, downloaded some of the other episodes or the ones that I still hadn't read. And then it was, I thought it was kind of weird because there weren't that many. And I'm like, okay, I haven't been reading for quite a while. So did this get canceled or something? So then I got to the last issue and in the letters, they, they, they do the letters thing at the end and stuff. But, uh, it was like one of those, this is hard to write things. I was like, oh, they're going away or whatever. But it's, it was, and I, I don't 100% understand this logic other than maybe they're, I, I guess I didn't see where they're just saying, we'll get to it when we get to it. But they're like, trying to keep up with a monthly comic is hard, blah, 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 you know, no, this kind of stuff. So we're going to a graphic novel format, basically. Hmm. So it's like, okay. <laughs> I don't, I, you know, it's, so do you just not have a schedule then is basically what I'm getting at. It's like, you'll put it out when you put it out. So then that late led me to well crap there's a bunch of, you know volumes and stuff and of course I'm not I was buying the individual issues so I don't know did, did I miss a volume then is that like one of the things I need to buy to really be caught up and I went there and sure enough I kind of went through them and found out you know where where I left off and where this other one's supposed to cover but then I noticed like okay so I got to buy this and then I noticed it's actually still on pre-order so it's not out yet so I'm like so I am caught up <laughs> Uh, so and you'll I, be caught up again too soon again. Yeah, whenever that. Well, if I buy it right away again, it's I usually buy everything once it drops in price or mm, whatever. That's um, true. So I did catch up with that. I, I I am still enjoying it now. You know, I'm I'm back to you know not caring as much about the the layout the the words the word word highlighting and stuff. But it's kind of a weird spot to like kind of be. Now you have to wait until we finish this whole arc or whatever. It's like, okay, uh, what's going on though? <laughs> Maybe you could have done that like at the end of an arc and say, okay, from this point on. <laughs> anyway, so, all right. So I've had the sex education. I've had the sex and then I became a sex criminal. <laughs> so I also. You should get out more. <laughs> Eh, apparently not. <laughs> not if I've already gone to sex criminal. I did catch up with <laughs> sex criminals as well. Uh, so I'm caught up with that camera. I think that's the one where I, I'm caught up to the point where I would buy. Put it that way. Right. <laughs> so there are some some uh, issues out there that haven't gone down in price. Did you ever read that or finish it? Or no, I, I can not get into it. Yeah. yeah. I enjoy it overall. But during this last, this catch up, there's a piece that kind of irritated me a little bit. And it was, they were going along in the comic and then they decided to do this fourth wall thing where they were writing and they were, these two female characters were about to get into a fight and then they broke to 
drawing themselves and having a conversation about how they don't want to write this fight and it's so cliche and blah, blah, blah. And it's just them back and forth. And and it just, and it went on for, I think, three or four pages where I was just like, okay, first of all, I don't even, I don't, I don't like this generally speaking. Uh, it's, it's, but in this comic, especially, I didn't like it. Cause it's like, just keep, you know, they break the fourth wall every once in a while, like the characters, that's right. fine. You know, whatever. Every once in a while, every once in a while, the main female character will look at, at you and go, Hey, it's me. This is my comic, you know, and then go back into the scene or whatever. And that's fine. You know, just a little clip, but this was whole thing where it's like them two talking to each other. They're basically and at the end of it. They're like, well, why don't we just draw this conversation? And blah, blah. it's like, and then they started doing that off and on, not that specifically, but like when they, it, it, it felt lazy after a while. Cause it was like, just picture, you know, they, it was in, they use, and apparently they did it in some other series they did together, but like, they do like these like post-it note style things over the bubbles. So they're like, just picture this happening here. And then this happened here. It's like, you know what? All right. Now I'm irritated. <laughs> it's like, now it just feels lazy. So that bothered me a little bit, but I don't know, generally speaking, I'm still enjoying it. The two main characters keep doing like this on again, off again thing that I'm not, you know, it's, it's the will they won't they stuff. And so between that and then them not wanting to write half of it or draw half of it or something, eh, whatever. All right. So I caught up with that and then I moved on uh, and started playing catches. I'm reading uh, Bitch Planet right now. So I'm getting the rest of that from where I left off. So that's, that's, I've been enjoying that. I, that's another one. I'm not sure. It didn't seem like I had a lot to buy. So I'm wondering what's going on, but I'm still, I'm just kind of, I finished the other two. So I kind of started getting into this. So we'll see, but uh, I'm en- I'm enjoying that one. Did you ever check that one out? Um, I did the first arc back in when it was new, but yeah, yeah. I haven't. I don't know what, what part. Of, I mean, they they're all kind of escaping or whatever right now. It's still pretty early on, I think. But so that's uh, that's what I'm currently trying to play catch up on, and then I'll move to the next thing. I like I said, I downloaded like Rat Queens and all this other stuff that I was behind on. Uh, and then uh, I'll just mention that I did get the next script for the recruits. So I get to see what my big bad is up to after the rallying the troops episode that just came out here recently. Where Being bigot and bad. Yeah. So that that's good. Did ask Toby if maybe he wanted to just have a chat sometime for the podcast because I think it'd be, be kind of interesting just to hear, you know, like I said, he's been doing this for five years and, and producing and creating a machinima. Something I don't think we've really covered. No, not really. <laughs> so uh, I thought it'd be fun if, you know, if he can get some time, you know, he's, he's overseas, but I see him online off and on. So I know like, especially on the weekend. So I figure if even if he, him and I could just kind of sit down, uh, waiting to see what he has to say. Like I said, this is the final season of that, but be interesting. All right. What you got? A small list. I started listening to the dead rogue. I believe I mentioned that last week or two weeks ago. And I'm still not done. It's only, it's only a nine hour book and it's just not gripping at all. But I was listening to it yesterday and I'm, I'm at like 745. It's like, I feel like I, I have to finish it now, but I don't care. And if this is a series, I'm not, I'm not going to continue with it. I just, this is, uh, no, it was, and I generally like lit RPG and I've liked 
books where the dude's trapped in the character, trapped in the game before. Mm-hmm. And that's some of my favorite anime. And, um, no, this, this fails on every <laughs> level. Unless this last hour turns into some really <laughs> kick ass piece of, uh, uh, of gamer writing that has heretofore been unknown in my life. No, I will not be pursuing this. <laughs> and I curse my brother for giving it to me. <laughs> you can keep your recommendations. <laughs> and then I finished, uh, War Mage, second book in a series that uh, I read last year. I think it started with Spellmonger. Now it's War Mage. It's kind of high fantasy, magic saves the day, invading army. I mean, it's pretty standard stuff, but the characters are enjoyable. There's just enough humor to be to break the drama without being overly funny and it's well paced. So, I mean, I like it. Uh, I don't remember the dude's name and I've already deleted it from my phone, so I can't look <laughs> it up. But uh, first book is Spellmonger. Second book is War Mage. Check it out. Uh, cause it's worthwhile. That's it. Cause I'm still catching up on my podcasts. <laughs> what we're playing. Mine is, uh, Ark. <laughs> Survival Evolved. <laughs> Playing a lot of that, obviously. I mean, I just, somebody just gave me a free dino, so. Ooh. And, uh. Because I, he's been watching you. <laughs> probably. So this week, this weekend, so pretty much every weekend they do it like a two times event where it's like you're gathering, you're taming, and your experience are all times two for the weekend. So I had every intention of going out and taming some things I needed because it's so much quicker. And now I'm actually able to make kibble. I mean, my base is pretty nice right now. Uh, so I, I can do higher because, you know, starting off, I'm like, Hey, look, there's a, it's a low level. I can tame it. You know, it's not going to take me. Well, it will still probably take me about an hour because I don't have any kibble or two hours or whatever. So you, you know, again, do it on the weekend half the time and, and half of what you need to spend. So I had every intention. I even had a list. Like, here's the things I want to tame. I did not leave my base. Well, I did, but only to go get food for the five or six baby dinosaurs I decided to raise, which is on normal speed, no matter what. So they're all eating me out of house and home. (laughs) So I'm like, please don't starve to death while I go find you food, because at least... (laughs) On the weekend, the the gathering is two times, so I can find meat quicker and stuff like meat and berries and stuff quicker because it's well, just kill one times. and feed it to the others. Oh man, I I actually lost one of one of my <laughs> one of my dinos. He did die from starving to death. So then I hacked him up and found out that he gives me prime meat. If I so now the other ones know to stay in line because I've got I've got six of you guys. Remember Rex? <laughs> I got six of you guys. One of you steps out of line. The other five will serve me just fine. Uh, I was mad though, cause it's like, it's one of the hardest, one of the hardest, uh, dinos to kind of breed, but they're in high demand no matter what their level. Cause they, they basically produce resources on their own. So it's like all this stuff that you get, you know, like to find oil, you usually either got to go like underwater and then the megalodon and everything else. You make sure, you know, you find these little oil areas and stuff like that where these guys is like, feed them some stone. They'll crap out a crystal. That'll be oil. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and, and so like I've got, I do, I have like five. I don't think that's how science works. <laughs> it's, it's not, but they, they're amazing, but they're not, they're not, especially like they're not, they, they were brought over from 
one of the expansions or whatever. So because you can transfer between uh, servers in your cluster. So if you go to you can go to a server that has different types of dinos, tame them and bring them back. Oh, that's cool. So people do that and sell them and stuff. So and I've got mated pairs now, so I can actually breed them. But and I think it has a little bit to do with this because they're not from the server. They're not from this particular map. If you get too far away, they don't render. They like just become like these weird triangles that you can see. And then it, and then if you walk up to them, they render back in. And it is my understanding that while they're babies, especially if you don't keep them rendered, they die easier. So and I think that's what happened to the one. I had two, but the other one had kind of been around for a little bit and, and was a, a little bit older. And so his food intake wasn't going down as fast. So I, I walked out of rendering distance and came back and it was like, what's going on, little guy? Oh, he's dead. <laughs> but if you, again, if you raise them, they produce up to like five or six resources that you don't have to. It's slower, but like, for instance, I needed obsidian. I had like five or six babies I was raising. Sure, it's quicker if I actually go farm it, but I couldn't leave my I couldn't leave my area because I had to keep because babies you have to hand feed. So I just loaded up this freaking gotcha with stone and let him crap out obsidian for me instead of going to farm it. Anyway, so I'm playing a hell of a lot of that. Um, sea of Thieves we played a little bit. I didn't play it was uh, since we didn't get to go out of town because <laughs> of the oh so I was going to ask you about that I forgot no we uh, it was that was a nightmare and and we're supposed to go this weekend but now they're talking about. A winter storm again yeah. in the city. So now we're right now trying to make that decision again. And I think and get I, trip I, insurance this time. I feel well. No, see, so that was the only thing we didn't get changed. Like we didn't get out of paying for. Uh, basically, what we have to do is they said, well, if you show up ten minutes before the show and show us your unused tickets, we'll try to get you in. So that's what we were going to try to do. Of course, I paid for premium seats because it was <laughs> Megan's birthday present. Clearly, we're not getting that, no matter what. From front row to the back of the balcony, pretty much. But but now we're at the point again. So like our, we were able to, even though we were past the no refund for the hotel and everything else, they let us move that out. Especially since I added because now we were going to do a whole weekend. So I feel bad because this is supposed to be like this was for Megan. Is mm-hmm. you know everybody bailed on her birthday. <laughs> And I was trying to do something for her that I knew she would enjoy. And then, you know, we had the, the blizzard and now we got it all rescheduled. This is the last weekend for that show. Oh, well, good luck then. Yeah. And, uh, and so we, we were planning. That's, that's why we planned for this week. Cause I was like, we could go to, you know, they're having the St. Patty's parade next weekend. I think it is or something like that. I was like, we can go we'd do that instead if you want or whatever. I don't care about the, the event money, whatever that's lost. Who cares? At least we're safe. But she's like, no, I really want to try to see the show. So like I said, this is the last weekend for it. So she planned it for this weekend. And of course, now this comes. <laughs> awesome. So instead of going to that during the blizzard, we played a little bit of Sea of Thieves. We did a, an Athena's voyage for her birthday. <laughs> uh, so and uh, their two year or their year anniversary is coming up here. I think March 20th it is. Uh, and they're doing, they're doing something they have, you know, they're trying to keep it secret, but we're going to do something a little special for everybody that makes it to pirate legend before our, before the 20th, before our anniversary. So if we don't go, we'll probably try to get Megan to legend cause she's so close. Hmm. So we'll probably play some this weekend too. If not, I don't know. 
I started playing this little, this, it's a tablet game, Merge Dragons. If you play anything, you've probably seen an ad for it. So I finally decided to check it out. It's, you know, it's a time killer. It's okay. It's, it's nothing over the top. It's, uh, it's nothing that I feel like I need to spend money on. Like there's, there's different timers and stuff. Like you can watch an ad if you want to wake up a dragon or some crap like that, that I don't mind, whatever. Uh, but all the stuff they're like, Hey, if you spend these gems, you could do this. And, but you know, we'll give you some of those gems, but if you want more of those gems, especially mm-hmm. to afford all this stuff, you can give us cash. And I just like, nah, I'll just play what you got going on here. And that's fine. Uh, so it's, it's a little time killer. It's, it's all right. Uh, you know, all the different types of dragons and they're, if you um if you don't like clutter <laughs> may not be the game to play though cuz your camp <laughs> you know you keep it keeps expanding but it it expands and then w- once the the area expands it actually is like dead land that you have to heal and that takes quite a while and there's constantly stuff the longer you play that's kind of getting dumped into your area that you can merge together and stuff but if you're like trying to save up for like the bonus merges and all stuff, like there's there's crap everywhere. I, I don't know how many times I'm playing either that or a level where they're like, yeah, I'm trying to click on stuff. And it's like you have no more space. You have no more space. And uh, and again, the longer Where's you play, the longer you play, the bigger your your camp space, which is a your camp is like when you don't have trophies to spend on a on a, a level, you can still play in your camp. And and do stuff there while the timers tick down for your trophies, but you can still get like you know money and and whatever you need, and, so, and merge dragons and all that kind of crap. But it gets super cluttered, and it and uh, yeah, I was looking at there's like uh, the other thing too that irritates me is sometimes when they say no more space, there's clearly space, <laughs> so, so that pisses me off. Especially so cluttered, even the game can't see it. Especially on the uh, especially on the levels when you're trying to accomplish something, it's like oh, because the, these things come floating in, you got to catch them and merge them. No more space. Like that, three freaking tiles right there. <laughs> anyway, uh, I did try out Mystic Veil. Uh, oh the yeah, digital how'd version. Go? How'd that go? Uh, it's pretty decent. I mean, it's got a tutorial and everything. I mean, so I this is this. It seems kind of weird, but I. If if you enjoy Mystic Veil and you want to get some more Mystic Veil, just if you want to play solo, I think I mean there's multiplayer and stuff too. I haven't tried the multiplayer and stuff. So. It's it, it it can do that for you. It, it'll fill that itch or whatever. But I gotta say, I think I even though this you know obviously you don't have to deal with the setup pain in the ass or whatever. I prefer the table visual mm-hmm. in this instance. It's a very pretty game. Yeah, um, I mean you know it's the same, but I mean the just. The way they condense it, and and the way you have to like switch between your piles and stuff, you don't get the the full visual, and so that bothers me a little bit. I, I mean, that takes me out of it a little bit. But for simple, just let me play and and let me get through this. Uh, it is kind of nice where they keep track of all the, you know, your your spending and all that kind of stuff. You know, like with most games, taking that piece out of the mm-hmm. equation and just kind of playing is always nice and and. And, uh, it's a, it's a good version, but again, I, in this particular instance, I think I prefer the table right now. That's worth trying. Uh, I, I saw it just updated here in a day or two ago, so I have to go check it back out. And I know they already have the coming soon, you know, the expansion stuff. So, and then I tried, uh, like very little, like I barely got into the game, but seven days to die. Mm Mm-hmm. Have you checked that one out at all? Not yet, but it's yeah. on the list. Okay. So it was like, I don't know if it still is, but it was like eight bucks. Oh yeah. On Steam. 
Uh, and I think JT is looking to set up a server for this. And he asked me if I wanted to play it. And I was like, I'll, I'll look at it. But then, like I said, I went on and it was like eight, I was like eight bucks. Yeah. I'll, I'll at least give it a shot. Um, and it's, it's the zombie, you know, it's another survival game. So it's the zombie version of, of arc. Mm-hmm. So no, I like, it was very, very familiar when I fired it up. It's like, Oh, what am I doing? Okay. Let me get fiber. Let me craft stuff. Let me survive that. Z- it's not a dino. It's a zombie. <laughs> oh, can I tame zombies? That'd be awesome. I want, a zo- dead. I want a zombie. RV. So that's what I'm, uh, that's what I've been playing. Well, who doesn't? I mean, everybody wants one. What you got? I was playing my favorite game this weekend. Sea of Thieves? No, the (laughs) Let's Pass a Kidney Stone. Uh, So my weekend was mostly medication and sleep. Uh, So I don't have any games, uh, but what I have been doing is finishing off my Adepticon stuff. Mm -hmm. I finished my Slanesh Lord, so my, my half of the... Well, Jordal's half is done too. So our team for the team tournament <laughs> is done. And then I have two, two figures for DCU. I'm working on Nightmare Batman from the BVS movie. <laughs> it's a bad movie, people. And Martian Manhunter. And then all my minis will be done and everything will be ready to go with, if I get it done this weekend, two weeks to spare. <laughs> and that'll be awesome. Uh, that's it. It's, that's it. Piss and blood and. <laughs> Painting minis. At the same time? <laughs> yes. In fact, there was one point where I sat on the toilet for about 20 minutes because I was not quite sure whether or not I was done because my body was sending me mixed signals. <laughs> and I did go get my bottle of wash and I just put wash on my wash on the mini while I waited. I can multitask. All right. So that was more than any of us wanted to No, no. <laughs> if they're listening, so, they need yeah, to know. This- this is what you signed up for, people. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So there you go. There's a, another episode in the books. This Again. is why I can't have a Twitch channel, though. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I believe by this point, we're done with the old episode. So this should be, if not this one, even the previous one, maybe, should be straight sailing for a new episode since there were only three. Because the next one I put out will be a new. Mm-hmm. And it'll be an old and then i think we still had so i think oh by the time they get to hear this they get to hear yes. this yeah okay. yeah yeah so we should be in new episodes from now on uh which should also i think put us should put us in like i said up top the the patreon will probably be unpaused by now so if you're not a supporter and want to you know, join us if not just keep listening learn more about yeah. my bathroom painting habits <laughs> uh yeah <laughs> All right, so with that, uh, we'll wrap it up another episode. Uh, I'm Jeff King. And I am the Canadian. Thanks for listening. Thank you for checking out United Geeks Network family member. If you enjoyed it and are looking for other online media with a geek culture slant, head over to unitedgeeksnetwork.com where you will find Geeky Voyage, a geek and pop culture blog that explores a variety of fandoms, and many pop culture favorites from film, television, music, and various other topics, with liberal doses of humor, quirky musings, and heavy fangirling thrown in. The United Geeks Network. You can broadcast your geekiness at unitedgeeksnetwork.com.
the number one host. So put up your cups and toast.